tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Deborah Cribbs. Deborah is the Board of Trustees Chair for the Joni Bernard Foundation and 10 Movement. Scooter, the neutered cat, took Greater Cincinnati and the nation by storm in 2013 with an edgy, irreverent, and hilarious campaign that encouraged spay, neuter, and feline education to achieve a no-kill community. Nearly eight years later, Scooter, the neutered cat's initiatives have unequivocally been a success. The shelter live release rate, percentage of cats that enter shelters and are released adopted was merely 37% for cats in Cincinnati when Scooter debuted. Today, the rate is more than 96%. The Queen City is now considered a no-kill community and a paragon for other cities to emulate. These tremendous results are thanks to several factors, people, and organizations, including the leadership of Deborah Cribbs, the chair of the Board of Trustees for the Joni Bernard Foundation and the 10 Movement, the parent organizations of Scooter the Neuter Cat. Today, Cribbs considers herself Scooter's mother and has committed herself to improving the nine lives of cats. Cribb's personal experience has deepened her connection to the work of the movement she leads. She has a colony of community cats in her backyard and is an admitted failed foster parent who fell in love with her foster and ended up adopting. She has overseen every scooter campaign and encouraged her creative team to keep pushing the boundaries to spread awareness for spay, neuter, community cat education, and adoption and fostering cats, all supporting the mission to become a no-kill community. When Cribs, whose career was in the banking industry and the board were originally bequeathed the money to form the Joni Bernard Foundation, their only charge was to improve the life of cats, due in part to Cribs' vision. They have accomplished that and so much more. In addition to having played a role in dramatically raising the live release rate to unprecedented heights in the region, she's guided the 10 movement to provide support and forge partnerships with greater Cincinnati shelters, adoption and foster organizations and spay neuter clinics. Cribs believes there's still plenty of work to be done. The 10 movement continues to fund creative public service campaigns spearheaded by Scooter the Neutered Cat, including the recent Mild Kingdom initiative for creative cat awareness and past promotions like Cat Math and Talk to Your Cat About Sex that have sparked viral interest across the country for their fun, cheeky takes on life-saving resources for cats. A devout animal lover, Cribs is a vegetarian, enjoys trying new foods and an occasional glass of red wine. She also loves books, Star Trek, and international travel, which sparks new opportunities to learn and appreciate cultural differences. She lives in Cincinnati with her husband and pets. Cribs and Scooter have no plans to slow down. They will continue educating the public until there is a 100% no-kill nation for cats. Deborah, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. So I can't wait to dive into all of the information that was in your bio. But first, you know, I want to find out, you know, how did you become so passionate about cats? You brought this vision to the Joni Bernard Foundation. You know, what is it about cats that gets you going? Well, I suppose I grew up with cats. We had uh, cat companions uh, since I can remember as a child. And being somewhat of an introvert and sometimes a little snotty myself, I think they just spoke to me. (laughs) So I've always had cats in my life. And this foundation 
allowed me to express a lot of different elements in my life together, which is great. So Deborah, tell me a little bit about the 10 movement and how that all got started. Sure. As my bio says, I am was then and am currently a banker. I manage money for clients of wealth. And I had a particular client, mother-daughter combo, and they were extraordinarily wealthy and had no heirs at all. One of the few things that brought them joy in, I would say, a somewhat dysfunctional life or a different kind of life are cats. And their love of cats kind of came from my love of cats. And they died and left a foundation in the control of my bank. And my bank has allowed me to share this foundation for a number of years now and probably into the future. So it was, I'd like to say, serendipity that gave now my team and I the opportunity to create a legacy for my client, the donor, and a legacy for us as well. It most certainly has become my life's work. So Deborah, I'm going to ask you this question because this is actually a hot topic for me with regards to planning for you know, a legacy after you pass away or if you have cats that you are responsible for and making sure that you have planning from that standpoint. When these folks approached you, did this happen before they passed away or afterwards? Did you have an idea about this ahead of time? I mean, it's I'll say it's complicated. Estate planning for this kind of wealth is part of my job and it is very complicated. But to answer your question, the clients did not have heirs and knew that their vast wealth needed to go somewhere. And given that cats were one of the few things they actually liked, they knew that they wanted to leave the money to care for cats in the Cincinnati area. And that's a key <laughs> because that's, that's a very small area and a lot of money to care for cats. So to your question, these decisions need to be properly made long before death if you have assets to accommodate whatever your wishes are. And under my stewardship, these clients created a private foundation, not an unusual thing to do. This is an extremely large foundation. It's public information that it's a 90 plus million dollar foundation. And we are required to give away 5% every year as per the IRS rules. Yeah, I'm actually familiar with some of these rules. What an incredible opportunity. Before you had gotten involved with them, you know, you talked about your vision. Were there any mentors that you had to learn about the different community cap programs that were out there? Or did you already know about TNR and know, sort of have this vision of you're wanting to help the cats in Cincinnati area, but it seems like you're also trying to provide resources on a national level. Well, interestingly, I came about this probably backwards from what you're used to with your guests. I'm a business person. My teammates are business people. And this foundation was established as a business. I mean, as part of my business, when the clients died much younger than we would have thought we were completely in charge of this foundation and the client's wishes were that it benefit cats in the greater Cincinnati area as bankers, as stewards, as trustees, it is our fiduciary responsibility to carry through with clients wishes, even if we don't agree. So I got myself a couple of teammates within the bank and they happen to be friends and they happen to also love cats 
And there we went. But I think the difference is that we are business people. And suddenly we were charged with spending a vast amount of money for a very specific cause. And it was only then that I started educating myself truly on animal welfare and cat welfare in spe- specifically and cat welfare in the greater Cincinnati area, where I think I am now the foremost world's expert on the topic, honestly. <laughs> so it's actually a critically focused and targeted project. And one of the things that I have always promoted over the years is working in a targeted way. So having a designated service area so that if you are resource limited, you're going to be able to make a greater impact by being able to focus your resources and not distribute them far and wide. So it sounds like you've got like the deepest of the deep dive going on there for for cats in the area. Yes, very much. And if I may say, just to continue answering something I think your listeners, if I understand your audience, might be interested in, we're business people we do math. We're bankers. We went out into this area and started meeting all of the leaders in the animal welfare movement locally. And without trying to cause any offense, I will say that there is dysfunction in this arena when it comes to business. So it was very difficult. It was very challenging for us when we had a fiduciary responsibility to spend this money wisely to actually spend that much money on this specific a cause in this specific an area it was very challenging, mostly because of the grave business dysfunction that we found. And I could frankly go on and on about that. But what I will say that we did, while private foundations generally do not fund employment positions because we don't want somebody to lose a job if we stop funding, It took us about a year to understand the lay of the land, the problems, the challenges locally, regionally, nationally. And we realized that we were lacking the kind of progressive leadership that we needed in this area. There was a very old style, and I'm sure your listeners all understand what that is, a very old style shelter, county shelter management team. And we realized that we needed a different kind of leadership. So we did fund we, we sort of identified the most functional of the groups and funded them to hire an executive director for a couple of years. And she's still working wonders in that very position. And they were able to fund it, self-fund it after the, the couple of year grant cycle. But we realized that here's this non-progressive shelter management team that had all been in place for 25 plus years. And there was a very progressive movement outside of Cincinnati in various parts of the country that we educated ourselves upon. And we thought, okay, we can go around the county shelter and eat around the edges and, you know, maybe have incremental success, or we could dance with the devil, understand why they do what they do, And see if we can more expeditiously get to success locally. And we did choose that option. We danced with the devil. And it took a while. It took us fully five years. And I'm not going to say for a second that we are the only reason that this change happened. But beating people over the head with money can succeed. 
Right. It's one of the things uh, I've had a colleague say, you know, is you got me to the drink the Kool-Aid. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you sort of fund a program and let them just try something out for a month or two, then that usually will help with convincing folks to try something new. How did you get involved? Did you fund some community cap programs specifically? Well, as we went along this journey and looked at it from a business standpoint, I will say that our donor probably would have been happy. I like to say it this way now that every cat in Cincinnati had a bed and a telephone, but we realized this is a sincere problem. Cats are being killed in shelters regionally and nationally. And again, as business people, we said, well, what will solve the problem? Let's forget about, you know, yes, we want to take care of cats and make sure that every cat has a bed and help with adoption and all that. But what is really the problem here? And we decided that we would concentrate on spay-neuter. And I think everybody will, will agree that if the spay-neuter situation was taken care of, then the rest of it perhaps can fall in line. So we've concentrated for these years on spay-neuter and we started funding spay-neuter programs. Now, one of the first things we realized is that we needed a high volume, low cost spay-neuter facility. And that was the original group that we funded to find space, retrofit, ended up being retrofitting a space. And to date, we funded the building of a high-volume center in Indianapolis. There's one that will open in Dayton, Ohio within the next year. It's a little delayed. (laughs) Uh, We funded one in Columbus. And we're working right now on a sizable project in northern Kentucky. So we're trying to create a ring of success around the greater Cincinnati area. But looking at spay-neuter... And educating ourselves, we quickly understood, and at the time we called it TNR, you know, now I think we call it community cat programs or even return to field. So I'm just going to use the old term, but we started to understand in order to fix the problem, the lowest hanging fruit, the one that will make the biggest impact the quickest was TNR and community cat programs. So that's why we started funding those. And as a funder, you can't, You shouldn't create interest from a group, meaning a group has to organically come to us and say, we're ready to do this thing. You know, we want to do this thing. Can you fund this thing? But we're ready to do it. We know how to do it. But because it was a very new idea in this area, and again, because of that grave business dysfunction or lack of progressive thought, We did have to kind of beat a little bit, beat people over the head with money to get some of these community cat programs started. But to your point, once they saw success and realized that the urban myths around the public not being in favor really, really were not present in any of the programs that we funded, once they had the success, you're right, more and more people jumped on. Say goodbye to scooping. Say hello to a better litter box. Introducing Kitty Sift, the eco-friendly, waterproof litter box made of recycled cardboard. Just lift, sift, and reuse. See it on Amazon or go to kittysift.com and use coupon code PODCAST for 15% off. By now, you know how powerful the Dubert software platform is, facilitating everything from transport to fostering with just a few clicks. But did you know that the team at Dubert also provides consulting and custom software development for your organization's needs? 
The team at Dubert has extensive experience in website design, SEO strategies, mobile application development, and even advanced capabilities involving integration to social media and text messaging. Big or small, the team at Dubert can do it all. And because Dubert operates as a social enterprise, all of the revenue from their consulting services goes back into developing even more innovative and life-saving solutions for animal rescues around the world. So if you are planning to increase your digital presence online through a new website or some SEO strategies, or if your organization is looking for an experienced web development team to support your operations, look no further than the team at Dubert. Reach out to Chris today at chris at dubert.com and he'd be glad to discuss what you're trying to accomplish and how they can help. Are you ready to be part of the solution for feral and stray cats in your neighborhood? If so, then make sure to sign up for our next Neighborhood Cats TNR Certification Workshop. A new workshop is held online each month, generally on the first Saturday of the month, but please check our website for exact dates. For just $10, expert instructors will teach you best practices for trap, neuter, and return. TNR. Learn what TNR is and why it works. We'll cover getting along with neighbors, preparations for trapping, trapping itself, including entire colonies at once, feeding, providing winter shelter, and more. Take advantage of the interactive format, extensive handouts, and video footage of actual projects. Attendees will receive a certificate of attendance and gain access to an ongoing Facebook group for networking with other TNR activists. The two-and-a-half-hour workshop is led by Susan Richmond, the Executive Director of Neighborhood Cats, and Brian Cordes, Neighborhood Cats National Programs Director. To find out the date of the next workshop and sign up, just visit communitycatspodcast.com. So for folks that are maybe not necessarily in the Ohio and Kentucky, Indiana area, You've created this other campaign. You know, what sort of resources are available to other folks now that you've seen, you know, how to make change and impact? What do you have in your basket of tricks, basically, to share with us that others can use to help really encourage a greater community cap programs, greater TNR, return to field, all of these things that, that we know work, but we want to try and educate the public on this? No, thank you very much for asking that. Again, back to the beginning, when we started trying to understand the problem, we also had a very strong conviction that half of our money needs to be spent on the ground. And that work really is in the greater Cincinnati area. We work in a 100-mile radius. We very rarely fund national projects at this point. I mean, there will be a day when every cat in the Cincinnati region has a phone and a bed and we will move out. But but right now, we, we still have work that we can do in the 100-mile radius. The other half-ish of the funds needed to go to engaging the public because it is our opinion If we do not make this the public's problem, then we will always be chasing our tails, proverbially. And that's what's happened the last 50 years, basically, since animal welfare work began in this country. If we hide it from the public, which I believe was the old paradigm in play, then the public doesn't realize they need to be engaged and it's their responsibility. We feel very strongly that we need to be transparent and let the public know it is their problem. And I think anybody in a shelter environment around the country and around the world understands that. If you show that you've got a hurricane cat 
the public answers, right? I mean, of course. So then we said, well, gosh, how are we going to engage the public? And and I hesitate to say educate the public because the public doesn't really want to be educated, but trying to engage them is a whole different thing, we think. So we, um, long story short, hired an ad agency to do just that. And we started doing a series of ad campaigns and it was interesting. And again, anybody that knows cats gets it. At first, we knew we wanted to engage with humor and we wanted to be edgy. So we did create our mascot and spokes cat, Scooter the neutered cat, hip spectacles, no testicles. So Scooter speaks for us. And at first, Scooter was out telling the public, you need to do this for the betterment of the world. Well, that was kind of a fun campaign, but I don't think the public, you know, ran to help. Then we did, you need to do this because it'll help you in your household. And we were highlighting bad cat behaviors that occur if you don't spay neuter. And that campaign was called Talk to Your Cat About Sex. It might be my favorite. I love that one. So, okay, the public responded. We got really famous locally. I mean, we did have a couple of viral videos come out of that. But but then we're like, well, we're not solving the public, the public loves our ads, but are they doing anything? You know, are they doing more? So we did another campaign. Again, it was funny. It's cat math. Cats can multiply, but they're, they're terrible at math, but they sure can multiply or they sure do multiply. So that was the cat math campaign. That was a couple of years ago. Again, everybody really liked it. You know, it certainly talked about how cats can multiply and the math of it is astonishing when you're first presented with those numbers, they're astonishing. So again, the public loved the campaigns, but we weren't seeing the needle was moving more because of the work we were doing on the ground. Then this year, this, this horribly challenging year, we started a campaign that we call mild kingdom and mild kingdom basically includes billboards and spots on TV and radio and digital, lots and lots of digital that tells the public, Hey, Cats are out there in their mild kingdom and they need to be spay neutered, even if they're community cats and not living in your house. And we basically told the public, if you call this number, we will help you and we will even pay to get these cats spayed or neutered. Well, my goodness, here it is. The public has responded. We've had unprecedented engagement across all of our platforms and the needle is now moving differently. We're not having to move it as hard. The public is really helping to move that needle on community cats. So we've created all of these campaigns at great cost. You know, this is a professional campaign that's been created and we've got lots and lots of collateral material, everything from door hangers to digital videos to websites to TV spots. And we're willing to offer those at very, very low cost just to leverage the message nationally. So I think that's something maybe your listeners would be interested in. That sounds tremendous. It sounds fantastic. And if folks are interested in finding out more specifically about this campaign and how to participate, where would they go? Good question. On our website for the foundation, the JoniBernardFoundation.org, we do have a letter of intent portal, and that gets to me. I do read all of them, and I respond to all of them. Again, we only work, I'm going to say, on the ground, meaning funding programs 
locally in that 100-mile radius. But if somebody used that portal to talk about an interest in our ad campaigns, I would most certainly engage with them on that. That's fantastic. I mean, I could see that being used as an outreach tool to help continue to support spay-neuter clinics or voucher programs or something like that in the area, communities, that kind of thing. So I could really see some synergies there around that. And I run these trapper training certification programs with neighborhood cats on a monthly basis. And over 60% of the attendees are actually funding their TNR on their own. And Mm -hmm. doing all the work on their own. So, you know, it's not always just about an organizational thing, too. It's about how to empower the public to be able to turn their passion for cats into action. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. What we've just begun to find ourselves is that if we tell the public there's a problem and give them a tool, we are finding we do have to give them a tool. They will put sweat equity into it where they may not be able to or be willing to put money into it. We find that they are willing to engage with us by doing some of the work. We just give them the tool, which is a phone number and then instructions. So, uh, yes. So are there any other sites other than the Joni Bernard Foundation that you want to mention to our listeners today? Sure. We created what we call the 10 movement, which is give them 10.org, our website. So cats have nine lives, give them 10.org. That has some great information. And our new campaign called Mild Kingdom is mildkingdom.org. There's a lot of information about trapping and community cats on really both of those. Thanks for asking. Deborah, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I'd love for everybody to look at our websites to see some of our spots. And if you have interest in another jurisdiction around the country, I'd love it if you'd reach out to me and see if maybe we can help leverage some of these great spots in other communities. Excellent. Deborah, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future. And I also know you participated in the online cat conference and wanted to thank you so much for that too. Thank you for asking me to be here. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats. Wow.